Welcome to Connection to the Cosmos with your host, me, Dr. Lisa Thompson, where I have out of this world conversations with extraordinary people. And today I am so excited to have my new friend, Elisa Hockinon. We're going to be bringing her on screen in just a moment. But first, I want to just make a couple of announcements. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel and like and comment. If you're here on Facebook, um, we would love to see your comments. And if you're listening on podcast, thank you so much. And so a couple of other announcements. My book, Connection to the Cosmos, Remembering Your Galactic Heritage and Embracing Your Oneness is now available on Amazon as well as my website, mysticmanta.com. Also, my Oracle deck, Connection to the Cosmos. And um, I have a special that we're going to be talking about when I bring Delisa on that is related to the summit, Planets and Predictions, that's upcoming. I also have an online class coming up Tuesday, um, September 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. It's um, called Connection to the Cosmos, Introduction to Extraterrestrials and Extra Dimensionals. So please sign up for that. That's on the website, mysticmanta.com. But now I want to bring on Delisa. Hello. Hello. And she just flew in back to Texas from Las Vegas, making it like right in time. Seriously. You know what's so funny about that? Thank you for having me on the show. Congratulations on your new book. I love the cover. I can't wait to read it. Um, I just literally flew in. And I get in the car. I live quite a bit out from the Austin airport. So it's about a 75 minute drive. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, I get in the car. And of course, I have this all timed out. So I'm home and ready to go for our discussion. And if, I realize mathematically, I don't have enough gas to get all the way home. And so I, I drove all the way to my neighborhood gas station. And so it was always like for that 75 minute ride home. Okay, how many miles do I have left? How many yeah. miles is the car saying I have? Is this going to work the whole way home? But I made it. <laughs> you did. And let me tell people all about you because you are like one of the most fascinating people <laughs> that I that I've met, but also that I've definitely no pressure, met. no pressure. <laughs> so Delisa Hawking is the CEO of Spirit and Spark, a fifth generation psychic medium transformation coach, intuitive business consultant, and media producer and host. Before she became a nationally recognized psychic medium and transformation coach, Delisa led a very different life as an executive in the casino industry in Las Vegas. She has made matters of the heart, living authentically and teaching people how to elevate their own joy, her core mission. Beautiful. In 2017, she founded Spirit and Spark, a now nationwide company devoted to connecting individuals and groups with top spiritual and wellness service providers. Delisa has trained with industry superstars such as Tony Robbins, Dr. Brian Weiss, Dr. Bruce Lipton, one of my favorites, and Dr. Raymond Moody. She received her psychic gifts from her grandmother, Eloise, and great-grandmother, Belle. Delisa has also had the privilege of working on missing persons, mysterious deaths, and cold cases, providing loved ones with information and closure. She also produced, directed, and starred in her own Las Vegas stage show, Psychics and Spirits, at the Haunted Binion's Gambling Hall and Hotel. 
She has a unique way of seeing through layers of energy to get to the root of the fear, scarcity mindset, and self-sabotaging beliefs. She acts as a powerful guide for those seeking to deeply transform from their old way of being. Her certifications include Doreen Virtue. Where is going for it? This is like I, a. <laughs> I, I want everyone to be like, wow, this lady is amazing. So, yep. Oh, mercy. Um, because, you know, this will help decide which direction we're going to go on the conversation. Okay. Certifications. <laughs> okay. We have Doreen Virtue Angel Carburetor, Lee Harris's Energy Mastery, Hollis Duran and John Holland's Mediumship Courses the Richard Knight Tarot Academy, as well as a bachelor degree in communications, Kettner Trego problem solving and decision-making certification and a women's entrepreneurship certificate from Cornell University. <sighs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else I would add to that, but I think that covers it. <laughs> okay. Well, so the way that I, that I do like to start the conversation before we get into um, the business side or, and, and all of that is I'm, I'm always curious how people grow up, like what kind of household, spiritual, religious, or not at all. Um, because, you know, you're, you're now, well, you are a psychic medium and you do all of this amazing stuff. So let's, what was your childhood like? That's such a great question. Uh, my mom felt it was important for me to go to Catholic night school. So I'd go to public school during the day and then I would go to CCD. Some of your listeners, viewers may know what that is. So I'd go and, you know, they'd try to teach me about the Bible and Catholicism. And I, I'm a Gemini rising. Okay. <laughs> I'd be sitting in the class, like <laughs> running my mouth. I got kicked out one time for talking too much. I will never forget that. Um, so yes, we went to church, um, but it wasn't something we necessarily discussed every day in terms of like religion. Um, but we did talk about ghosts and premonitions and, you know, seeing galactic um, craft in the sky and what apparition showed up the night before and what they were wearing. <laughs> so those were our uh, typical conversations. I think we talked more about the spiritual stuff than we did you know, religion. Um, but both of my grandmothers were uh, Catholic, one very, very Catholic. Um, she passed last year. It's my mom's mom. And she and I would sit in her living room and she would watch um, mass on TV as she, as she literally made hundreds of thousands over the years of rosaries. And at her service last year, I'm standing with my parents, my brother may have been there, and her, her casket was there, and it was the viewing. And I could see my grandmother, who had just died, standing yeah. behind the casket, and she comes over to the side, I'm telling my parents what's going on. And then the next day, at the Catholic Church, we're sitting, you know, in the pews, and the service is going, and I did her eulogy. And before I got up on stage, I looked over and I could see her and feel her in the pew across the aisle. So it's one of those things, you know, you turn to your mom and say, hey, yeah. you know, <laughs> but yeah, we, we always just kind of sat around whether it was even my mom's mom was very intrigued about the psychic world, even though the gifts come from my dad's side of the family. Okay. Um, so on both sides, you know, I have really fond memories with my grandmothers talking about these things. And then of course my dad and my mom, we talk, we talk about this. 
stuff all the time. They came to my workshop I just taught in Las Vegas on Saturday. Oh, amazing. So now, were these psychic gifts always there? Or like, did you have them as a kid and they got shut down like some kids and then you regain them later in life or only later in life? Mine came in literally overnight in 2015. Um, Yeah. When you talk about, I hear some of my clients or students say, oh, I wish I had this ability. I wish you would just drop in. I'm like, okay, well, listen, (laughs) it does and it can, but it completely changes everything you know about your life and you really can't go back. Um, So I remember feeling certain things, you know, I would call it more intuition growing up. Um, I didn't have it to the degree my grandmother had it. I was afraid, actually, half curious, half afraid when my grandmother would talk about, you know, the apparitions that she would see and what they were wearing. And um, I, I would, you know, quiz her a lot about the information that she was getting, but I didn't get any of that. There were a few instances where I could feel a spirit or I felt like I knew something before it happened. But in 2015, I mean, I owned a dating and matchmaking company at that point. I was working at a business school in Texas, in Fort Worth, Texas, and minding literally my own business. Yeah. And I went up to the Omega Institute, which is about 100 miles north of LaGuardia Airport in New York. And I went to a workshop on synchronicity. And I don't know if you want to get into all that, but um, that is where everything changed overnight. Okay. um, Seven years ago. Yeah. So what happened? Like um, you just started seeing things or hearing things or both feeling? Yeah. (laughs) For you, how how does it come in? Yeah, I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient primarily. So I will see imagery and symbols, words and phrases, and and feel things in my physical body um, primarily. You know, I'll get things that drop in. I'll smell things sometimes. But mm-hmm. I would say those those three are the main uh, vehicles that the messages come through with. Um, so I go to this workshop. It was led by Dr. Eben Alexander, who is a neurosurgeon who had a near-death experience, wrote a best-selling book about it. But I've studied near-death experiences. I've never had one personally, but I love hearing the stories and the experiences that people have when they when they die and come back. And you know, the Omega Institute was doing this workshop on synchronicity and people that had studied that, you know, everything does happen for a reason. And we're gonna show you how this shows up in the data. And uh, Dr. Alexander was the one putting it all together. And I thought, I got to go. Like, but I was dating somebody at the time and it was his birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. And I found out like last minute that he was going to go see his mom. <laughs> like, perfect. I'm going out of town. So at the last minute, bought the airplane ticket. It was really cheap. There was a spot in the workshop, like everything, you know, yeah. lined up. Synchronicity. <laughs> right, how ironic, right? I'm going to a workshop on synchronicity. Um, there are a slew of things that happen that are very synchronized before I go on that trip. And when I arrive on that trip, one of which includes somebody that I worked with in a Las Vegas project, just so happened to have a house in the middle of the forest near the Omega Institute. Okay. And he said, hey, come stay with me. Uh, so I stayed there the first night and then I go to the Omega Institute. I'm on campus last night of the trip. 
uh, he says, hey, come on over. We're going to have dinner because uh, I had to leave for the airport the next day. So I'm at his house mm -hmm. and we're watching the Saved by the Bell, the unauthorized movie, in case okay. anyone's wondering. <laughs> not, not that great. Uh, and just chilling. Like, I don't know his family. I only know him from a work project. And he gets a phone call. His family was calling to tell him that his aunt had unexpectedly passed away. She had fallen down a flight of stairs. I get chills as I tell you this. And um, I didn't I didn't know her. I didn't know what she looked like, anything. And it, it's late at that point. You know, movie's over. He goes upstairs, goes to bed. I go to bed in the guest room. And I, I don't think anything else of it. Until um, <clears throat> his aunt that had just passed hours before. Yeah came through while I was sleeping and I could see her and she said, Hey, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to tell my nephew I'm okay. I made it to the other side. Okay. And then the next morning, you know, I wake up and it's, Oh, what was that? You know, uh, you're coming out of the dream state. So I yeah. go into his kitchen. I'm like, all right, listen, I'm just going to break this down for you. Here's what happened. And he, he said, well, what, what did she look like? So I describe her hair, describe, you know, what she looks like. And he's like, that's her. Oh, mercy. So, you know, I fly back home to Texas and I, my brain is now like spinning a million miles an hour because I think I was doing, you know, the meditations at the workshop. I was in the forest, right? Like, I think the vibrational frequency was just right. But then I thought, well, my grandmother did this. Her grandmother did this. So, of course, yeah. it's finding me. So yeah. what else can I get to come through? So then I just started pulling the thread and practicing and channeling and, and my life changed literally that night. It changed. Yeah. Wow. Well, and yeah. so, so you did take classes with people like John Holland, mm -hmm. right? To, was that to really enhance and strengthen or just to validate yourself or. Yeah, I'd say it's probably a little bit of both. When I first started and what I would, would do, this is like right when I got back to Texas uh, from this trip, I would get permission from an individual and I'd write their first name at the top of a piece of paper and I'd go into meditation mm -hmm. and then I would just close my eyes and let everything drop in and then I would write it all out and then I would share with them, you know, what I got. So for me, it was a lot of psychic information, yeah. but I was getting other spirits starting to kind of try to communicate with me. And I wanted to understand how to bridge that energy better. Mm -hmm. And so I went and uh, John was teaching uh, with a woman named Janet. Janet actually just passed away, but um, they were incredible. And that whole workshop, it was out in Maine, mm -hmm. uh, beautiful there. And walking through different exercises uh, on really how to hold that energy. But I was there you know, in class, and I remember that I would just start seeing all kinds of spirits, uh, even in that workshop and, and delivering information, I thought, okay, yeah, this is here too. So we're going to work with it. But I love that spirit shows it to me more like a daydream, like a clairvoyant image projected out, okay. rather than how my grandmother would see it. My grandmother would see it with her own physical eyes. Um, and so I feel like by seeing it as a projection, it's, it's not as scary, perhaps. <laughs> Okay. Well, and you know, I've had other psychic mediums on the show and it's just, it's so interesting just how everyone is a little bit different in how that information comes. And, 
but it's all like it's it's all a beautiful thing. <laughs> and so um, but so only seven years. And so then you went from that to then working on the missing persons cold cases. Was that yeah. So there was a, a detective, a private detective that had hired me uh, to look at several cases. So I, I've done that. Um, I get prime, uh, crime premonitions. I've had three personal crime uh, premonitions myself. And then I've been hired by numerous, uh, you know, family uh, members of people that have either died mysteriously or gone missing. Okay. And I help them sort through, you know, what happened towards the end. And if they're missing, are they still with us? You know, what happened? Uh, kind of, you know, filling in those gaps. But yeah, crime, uh, I, I definitely get those downloads. Um, and the three things that happened to me personally, they dropped in right before they happened. Uh, and I was at the physical location that the, the crime was either happening at or happening nearby. Okay. Um, and I don't mind going into those either, but yeah. Yeah, well, you want to give us just one example? Because, it, I mean, this is so fast. You know, there are TV shows that show this kind of stuff, but you're a real person that actually. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, it, it feels like I'm in a TV show some days. Um, it's so wild. Yeah, I mean, I can uh, quickly. One was um, my car was in front of a bank uh, and I felt that it was gonna, there was gonna be a robbery and all that. Turns out um, the ATM I was parked in front of a man robbed a woman and her baby at gunpoint, like right after I left there. <laughs> uh, and it made all the news and my parents were like, don't go to the bank by your house as I'm like, you know, leaving the bank. Um, and one was a break-in at an Airbnb. And I heard them say, there's gonna be a man that breaks into your Airbnb tonight. And okay. he did. He broke in about three hours later. These are the short versions of the yeah. story. Yeah. And then um, one was a gun altercation at a store in Las Vegas. And uh, I was grocery uh, shopping with my mom. And I was towards the back of the store, like where the dairy uh, aisle is. And I could feel people running with panic psychically out mm -hmm. of the back of the store. I felt there was going to be a fight with two men. I heard in my Claire audience, uh, two men fighting, uh, all this stuff, nothing happens. We get out of the grocery store and, uh, the next day my mom was getting her hair done and a woman said, Hey, did you hear what happened uh, at the store? And this one was the store down the street. Uh, I was getting the premonition a couple of minutes before it happened, but two men ended up getting into a gun altercation at the store and everyone ran out of the back of the store. So okay. I was picking it up just a couple of minutes before, because we have the, the timestamp from the receipt at the store we were at. Yeah. Um, so we could compare it to uh, the news articles that came out. So that was actually on Halloween a couple of years ago. So I made a whole YouTube video about it. <laughs> okay. Well, and what's the most, I guess, interesting of the missing person or mysterious death kind of cases? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I don't know if there'd be anything that would be absolutely shocking or surprising to the family members. The okay. reason I say that is because, like, there's one that comes to mind where it was um, uh, two women that were friends that their male friend had gone missing. 
and I and I said, oh, here's what happened, and and uh, you know there were multiple people involved, and they're not going to be charged to the full extent of the law. Like I went through all the stuff, and they're like, okay, well he's missing at this point. <laughs> and then I think it was about a year later they said, you're never going to believe this, but our local newspaper just wrote an article, and everything you said is what they ended up writing about in regards to how he died. So they ended up finding him, and, and okay. we're, we're able to line up some of those details. Um, but, you know, I've, I remember doing one that was a missing persons for a gentleman and he was looking for a family member and I was seeing all of this stuff that was related to, um, like more of like a gang, uh, drug stuff and had all this stuff pile in for this missing persons. And I said, I don't think you're going to find him. And then after I got done going through all my information, he said, everything you said was what I suspected happened to him. So sometimes it's just letting somebody know that what they're feeling or sensing about what happened yeah. is either, you know, confirmation that that's what I'm getting to, or like, Hey, maybe check here, or maybe, you know, uh, you know, look into this detail a little bit further because um, there was one with a woman, a young woman who had been um, murdered and they were trying to figure out, who was really guilty of, of the murder. And so uh, I helped the family member out uh, kind of sorting through some of those details and some issues they were having um, with, with proving the guilt of somebody involved. So. Okay. Yeah, I know I have, I have a very good friend that it has a, you know, a, a granddaughter that was murdered and they still haven't. Yeah. Um, it's no, so tough. It's so tough. tough. But they, they have an idea of what happened mm -hmm. and people are protecting the ones that they. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's very interesting working as a medium, looking at some of those, you know, deep emotional situations that have happened. Um, yeah. But, you know, I feel like they gave me the gift for a reason. And I, I feel like I signed up for this and even, when I have professional astrologers look at my astrology chart, it's like, well, yeah, duh. Of course you're a psychic medium. Apparently it's like all over my chart in multiple ways. So um, I wish I would have had, you know, an astrologer maybe eight to 10 years ago say, hey, <laughs> this is going to be coming. Uh, I did have a Reiki practitioner. She unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, uh, very, very close to her. She did my first Reiki sessions on me uh, in Las Vegas. Okay. And she turned to me one day and she goes, so your team is telling me that one day you're going to be very, very psychic. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I guess I did get a warning, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't take it seriously. <laughs> well, until now, right? Yeah. Well, so then, okay. So then how did you end up having a show doing this in Las Vegas. <laughs> I mean, you were living in Las Vegas, but like, that's a really big deal to have like a stage production. Yeah. And it, it was a tremendous amount of work. Uh, yeah. And, and frankly, I burned myself out. It's why I left Las Vegas and moved back to Texas. I, I live in a fairly small town now. Um, because I had a storefront, I had, uh, you know, practitioners that were doing sessions and classes. And then, um, I was like tapped on the shoulder, um, from Binion's, 
uh, which they have a hotel that was built in the 1930s. It's downtown Las Vegas uh, off of Fremont Street, if anyone's familiar okay. with that area. Yeah. And uh, they had me take news crews, like media personalities, through the hotel and go into different hotel rooms and stop with them. And of course, they'd have their cameras rolling. And I would channel different spirits that had been in that room. And I remember doing one uh, one day where I had all this information about this journalist and, and the typewriter that he used and all this stuff and dates and all that. And they confirmed it on Wikipedia <laughs> after, after I got done channeling. So that was really cool to get you know some kind of instant confirmation. Yeah. Um, but there's a room up there at the top of the hotel that it feels like a portal to me, but there were some spirits that were kind of in limbo and they wanted to kind of stay there and hang out. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a few times where I helped to hold light and hold the space so that the spirits could, that wanted to uh, go up into the light. Um, so yeah, after doing that, you know, a few times, they're like, well, you know, do you want to have a show? <laughs> And so that's how it happened, really. And then um, I do all this work to get it going. I designed the stage to look like my grandmother's living room. Um, my grandmother had actually predicted probably 30 years ago or so that I would need a stage name one day. And so in honor of her, I created the production company named after the stage name that she assigned to me all those years ago. And uh, did all the media on the news, right? Like tickets on and then the pandemic hit <laughs> so I had four live shows a week they were like 90 minutes each okay. and um the show ran for a few months and then every single thing in Las Vegas was shut down and then I took my entire company virtual and it's been you know that way since except for when I go and travel and, and teach workshops and stuff yeah amazing well do you see yourself ever doing anything like that again? Or do I, you, like, did I you love it. it? Yeah. I love it. I love teaching workshops. The workshop I just did in Las Vegas was called You Are Psychic Too. And it's just like, I can do it. You can do it. Let me teach you how. And we practiced with mediumship and remote viewing in the class. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I, so I love walking people through it. It's, it's part of, I feel, my mission Mm -hmm. is to let people know that they can, you know, tune into their intuition. They they can get messages from them for themselves and they can be healers if they want to be healers. Um, uh, I do like the 90 minute live show as well and doing, you know, readings from the audience are always, it's like a roller coaster because you never know when you do live interaction like that with the audience and you pull people up on stage, you don't know what's going to happen. So right. I'm just as much a participant in the show as everyone that's there. I remember sitting backstage at Binion's and, and I would have, you know, journal and a pen. And before the show, I would just start channeling just to start getting the energy moving so that when I was on stage, like I was on and ready to go. And, and that show is geared more towards psychic messages, but there was a lot of mediumship that came through as well. So it was a blend. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, do you find that past loved ones, they know that you can do this. So they show up and they're like, Hey, we get, <laughs> we want you to pass this message along all the time. Okay. All the time. Yeah. Um, 
it's part of the job, but I'll say I'm really good at turning the the switch on and off. It's just a frequency match. Um, but for an example, the other day I was on an airplane and I sat down next to somebody on the plane and they're like, oh, you know, I was telling them what I do. And of course, you know, it's, it's millions of questions they have about how it works and all that, which was great. It was fun. Um, and they're like, oh, well, do you do readings on airplanes? I'm like, no, no, because then everything on the airplane will start like trying to get my attention. Right. But a message from uh, a spirit that had, was on the other side was tapping me on the shoulder for the woman I was sitting next to. So that squeaked in. But uh, otherwise, no, I'm <laughs> very selective when I work. <laughs> so, you're, so you're not like Teresa Caputo, like going and being like, OK, I got to go up to this person and tell them this. It is all scripted. Don't let anyone fool you. I actually brought it up in my workshop on Saturday. Um, I said, you know, for one of those 15 minute segments on her show, they probably filmed her for two hours. I mean, that's mm. kind of a guess, but mediumship is so, it's like playing Pictionary. You're playing Pictionary with somebody who's passed away and they're showing you images or they're saying letters or, or initials and you're writing it all down or you're trying to like synthesize it. Um, they edit it on the show to make it more of a synthesized story so you get to the point <laughs> otherwise you could sit there for a while trying to figure out like where is she going with this okay um, there's no doubt she works quickly uh people that i feel like do it professionally and, and have the muscle worked out you typically can bring in things rather quickly um but i'm telling you the session is longer than what it appears to be on tv <laughs> Well, and I, I figured that, but, you know, so for not everyone understands how TV works. <laughs> so. A lot of it is so scripted. I, I've been on a variety of reality TV shows. I don't know if that's something necessarily worth bragging super, about, but. Yeah, well, super interesting. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. my God. I, yeah, several, several. And okay. most of them, they don't hand you a script, but they say, all right, so here's what we need to happen in this scene. <laughs> And you have like the five things, you know, you have to make sure are accomplished um, in that scene. But yeah, I did uh, Gene Simmons Family Duels on A&E. I did, um, I love Kelly Pickler on CMT. Um, I don't think they ever aired the Deadliest Catch one that I was on. Um, a lot of them, like you film them and then you don't ever know if they make it to TV or not, or if you make it to TV or not. <laughs> Um, but it's fun. I was a backup dancer for TRL, Carson Daly's TRL, a few episodes in Las Vegas. That was a long time ago. Okay. So and, we're and again, nothing worth bragging about because it was in somebody's backyard in Las Vegas. And okay. uh, it was like uh, they had built a like motocross, like a like a motorcycle kind of track thing. Uh -huh. There was a bunch of bikers associated with um, uh, the TRL episodes that they were filming in Vegas. And it was a bunch of dirt and I'm in there in my jeans, like trying to act like a backup dancer, you know? So again, nothing worth bragging about, but. <laughs> so, okay. So I do want to ask this because it is in line with like the Teresa Caputo's of the world that have TV shows and Tyler Henry and um, some of these others. And, you know, are, are there people out there who really are not, as legit as they seem to be 
that are doing this work? And how do you know the difference? Like how can someone be sure that whoever they're going to like hire as a psychic medium is legit? That's a great question. For me, I feel like if somebody gets to the point where they're going on tour, they have a TV show, I feel like there's got to be some level of credibility there um, or enough people have believed that there's enough credibility there because oftentimes they have you audition for the, you know, the producer or the network and because they want to make sure that they're backing somebody that mm-hmm. is legit and, and that people can respect and work with. Right. So I do think there's a little bit of checks and balances there just from my experience with the TV stuff. Um, but unfortunately, just in any profession, there yeah. are people that are not good people um, or people that are more after the money, which could be, you know, associated with fraud. Like, yeah. oh, they'll tell you that you want to hear or, hey, you've got a curse. Pay me this much. I'll make the curse go away. I hear that all the time. Yeah, that um, I recently. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they usually charge a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are people in this industry that take a lot of great advantages over people. Um, so I would say do your homework. Like if you're somebody that's listening to this and you're like, hey, I, I want to do a session. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have a friend that's in a spirituality, maybe ask them, you know, who do you know? Sometimes you can look on Yelp and see if there's any kind of reviews of any kind. Go on their website. Like, how do you feel when you look at their website? How do you feel when you look at their picture? Right. Um, because there's so many people that aren't really that good, um, you got to trust your gut on it. And I would say, you know, do one session. Um, you could even ask somebody, like, if I purchase a session, are there any other fees involved? Mm. Because what I've seen from people is, you know, they'll meet somebody, let's say at a mystic fair, you know, some kind of event and, you know, they, they pay the 20 bucks and they get the little session and then the the person says, oh, well, come into my office and, you know, we'll do a session, you know, next week. And then they go to the session next week and then they're like, well, hey, listen, you've got this curse, pay me four or 500 bucks and I'll break it for you. Um, So it's kind of like a bait and switch kind of thing. So if somebody says to you like, hey, pay me this much money and I'll help you with blank, run, run. Because I feel somebody that's legitimate, mm-hmm. it's like any other service, like going to get your hair done or going to get a massage. Like they have a menu. Yes. You know what you're kind of expecting and going in for. And you relatively kind of know like what you're going to get in the end. Um, there, there shouldn't be any big surprises when working with a spiritual practitioner other than the delightful things that happen during your session. Yeah. Great advice. And so you would be one that people could come to for that, right? That is one of your services. Do you do work with private clients still? Oh yeah. Um, my calendar is on my website, spirit and spark.com. Um, yeah, I do psychic, I do card, I do mediumship, I do, uh, coaching. I actually really love coaching. Um, but what happens is <laughs> like if somebody says, Hey, I want you to coach me on my business stuff. Cause I've owned businesses before and all that and worked as an executive. So I love the business coaching, but what, what happens is if somebody will show up and say, hey, I want to look at like this new business idea or 
I'm thinking about making a change. I'm going to quit my job and start this company, whatever it is. And although I love the coaching of it and helping them sort through it, yeah. the psychic stuff like ping, 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 ping. So you get the blend of psychic information and the coaching. And so at the end, you get left with like an action plan of what to do next. So they're very productive and I, I enjoy those. They're fun. Yeah, I actually, I love that because um, years ago I had a coach that was a psychic as well. So I loved the input that I would get from him. And then I've continued that. Like I, I work with people that have that extra ability just because, you know, I can get my own information, but it's nice to have validation or like if I'm not seeing clearly, <laughs> right? Having yeah, that. it's hard to see the picture when you're the frame. We're too close to it. Right. Uh, and sometimes if we want something to happen because we're emotionally tied or invested in a specific outcome, we're not, uh, you know, we, we tend to go down our, our rabbit holes of, of questioning everything and getting mixed messages because yeah. we're too emotionally invested in it. So we have to have somebody look at it that doesn't care one way or the other and can just tell you like, well, here's what it looks like. Um, yeah. So that it helps you make the best decision for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thank you for clarifying that in a beautiful way. So, I was going to use the word subjective and objective, and I couldn't remember which one was which. So you get the idea. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's talk about the summit that you have put together, Planets and Predictions. It's coming up starting September 19th, and it runs through what date? Yeah, the daily speakers, uh, the 19th through the 30th. Registration goes until this Saturday, the 17th. It takes like 10 seconds to register. It's free. And it's free. It's free. And I'm going to put the link in to all the places so that if you want to register, it's free. Okay. And there are over 20 speakers, right? Yeah, there's like 25, 26 speakers somewhere in there. Um, and then I'll probably do something at the end with like some of my psychic predictions. So in the neighborhood of 25 of us. Yeah. Uh, and you're one of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your, your talk is, is fantastic. So um, yeah, it's called planets and predictions. Your first look at what 2023 will bring. And it's really my gift to uh, anyone. We have people from all over the world that have registered and I did it because I felt like there was a lot of fear out there. And listen, there's going to be a lot of craziness in these next several years. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be volatile. People are going to be just all over the place. There, there's absolutely things that are going to shift everything about our daily life that I believe. But we don't have to be scared of it. It's like, well, how do we work with the energy? So yeah. the summit is, is really asking each speaker individually, like, all right, what do you feel is happening? You know, how do we thrive during this time? How do we better prepare ourselves? How do we open ourselves up more to receive our own messages? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so each day, everybody that registers will start getting emails on September 19th. And uh, there's surprises around every corner. <laughs> well, right. And I mean, and the, the people that you have brought together, so it's a combination of psychics and astrologers and you know me i'm not in that category necessarily but i'm talking about the galactics <laughs> and who else who what other um people do you have and i love the variety like the um the gender 
balance and even the ethnicity balance mm -hmm. that you have, because I don't see that in a lot of summits. Yeah, pretty diversified, I would say. Um, and some people were recommended by other people. Some people I've really loved their work. And so I reached out and said, hey, <laughs> you want to be involved? Um, I would say about 80% are astrologers of the speakers. Okay. And I have them look at the planets, the transits, the specific dates, and kind of give us these key dates to pay attention to, what we can kind of expect to unfold. Um, the other 20%, you're, you're included, um, would be looking at things that maybe we don't necessarily think about every day, because I do think galactics are going to be coming in in a very big way. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you're, you're right on target with your books and, and everything that you talk about with that. Um, so it's important that it is included because I think it's going to be a big part of, of what comes in our life. And then um, I have several people that what I would put as like healers. So I've got, you know, energy healers. I've got um, somebody who channels light language. I have an individual that works with the subconscious mind as a hypnotherapist. Um, so it's a, it's a really good mix feng shui. Uh, I have a woman who talks about like decluttering your space and the importance of doing that so that your energy also declutters. So, um, I think my recommendation would be everyone should watch the daily speakers each day to keep up and keep a, a notebook with a pen and write down different things you're taking away from each speaker. A lot of the speakers are doing free gifts. Some are doing, um, like a premium experience, whether it's a session or a bundle or something like that. But the ticket itself, absolutely free. And then you just kind of participate uh, in what you want. But I encourage everyone to listen to every speaker because they're all fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm looking forward to it because there are some new people that I haven't ever experienced. And I love being exposed to new information and teachers and um, so with so many astrologers, do they all have different ways that they're looking at these charts? Because, you know, that's interesting that you would have so many different astrologers. Yeah. So what I did, because I love astrology, I'm actually starting to go to astrology school at the end of this month myself. Okay. Because I talk about it all the time and I love it. But I want to know, like, how do I make a chart by hand? How do I do the calculations by hand? And so... Uh, it's an online school out of the UK, and I'm really excited to start diving into that. But what I've found just being an enthusiast is there are so many layers to astrology and the transits and what they mean. Um, so each of the astrology speakers, I ask them in advance to select either a transit or something they wanted to focus in on. Right. And so surprisingly, a lot of it is fresh you know, information from each speaker because yeah. they're all taking a slightly different look uh, at the astrology uh, for 2023. So um, intentionally that way, because yeah. otherwise it could feel very repetitive. Right. So, yeah, and I have them pick that question because if people are like, well, okay, it's predictions and you've got 80% astrologers, <laughs> it's all going to be the same. Yeah. So I had to do that so that it, it didn't feel like it was just overlapping. Like I have one woman who is um, talking about money, cryptocurrency and gold. Like that is her focus is the future of money. Okay. Um, I have somebody else who's looking at like 
uh, transits of the past and history of the past and how they aligned with certain aspects and how those historical events, uh, the same energy is coming up for us. So what could the comparisons look like? Um, so yeah, really interesting topics. Yeah. Well, and I mean, our, so Lisa Gunshore is the one that introduced mm -hmm. us. And so she will be um, in the in the summit as well as my soul sister Jody Harvela. So super yeah, excited. Jody Jody did the the decluttering one. Okay. And uh, Lisa Gunshore is health and wellness predictions, like what she's seeing for health and the wellness uh, stuff that's going to be happening. So yeah. And they've both been on the show, so I just want to make sure every everyone needs to sign up for the summit. <laughs> yes, and. Yeah. As part of the summit, I have a very special bundle that I am offering that I can't even believe. I'm kind of like, mm, maybe you should have done that. <laughs> I know I was thinking that because yesterday I was like getting some of the stuff prepared because, uh, you know, everything starts on the 19th. And so yeah. I was typing that out and I'm like, God, this bundle's really good. <laughs> so it's so basically, I the bundle that I'm offering for the summit is a one hour meet your meet your galactic family and guides um plus a copy of the book plus a copy of the oracle deck all for the price of what i do normally just do the spirit or meet your family for so you're getting the book and the oracle deck for free essentially <laughs> heck yeah heck yeah. yeah yeah i hope they all sell out <laughs> No, because I want them to work with you. Um, you know, I've done sessions. Um, uh, I did RTT, uh, like a rapid form of hypnotherapy, where I had uh, an RTT practitioner take me back to meet my galactic mom. Oh, tell me about that. Ooh. Uh, it still like makes the energy like move through my body when I even mention it. Um, and I, I had her record it so I can go back and like connect with the energy really quickly. Yeah. Um, but so loving and mm -hmm. kind. And um, the, the, I think the reason why we even looked at that, because it wasn't really on my radar, we were working on other stuff too, um, was to help me understand like really in a deep way why I am here on earth. Okay. Um, my, my role, my purpose, yeah. I'm feeling like I belonged because the work can feel for lack of a better word, kind of alienating. Yeah. Um, and not everybody understands you and what you're talking about. And especially in this small town I'm in, they don't even want to have anything to do with me. Okay. Um, and so connecting with that being that, I really feel I've known for eons and eons. I felt like, oh, this is this is temporary. Mm -hmm. There is there's a bigger connection in play here, um, and so it was very loving. Yeah, beautiful. Did you get to see what she looked like, or was it more? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and this is. I feel like. She felt slender to me. Okay. Um, and you know all the aliens. I'm hoping you tell me it's a good one. 
Uh, I'm like going back into the energy right now. Um, the eyes were big. Um, but she has like this feeling of her. Yeah, I just keep feeling like long, long. Um, like a softness to her face. It's kind of hard to explain. But she would be what I would compare to like other kinds of aliens that I've seen, but she does not feel like harmful. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I'm glad you bring that up and I love, I love shifting people's perspective of this, not necessarily yours, but like maybe the audience listening or watching with different races are resonating in different frequencies. They reside in different densities. And so we, as Earth humans, we are in third, fourth dimension, third density, and we still have polarity. So any of the alien races that are still in third density reality have polarity. And so there may be individuals within those races that are more service to self and kind of like our control fear mongering people here, Earth humans. And then there are others that are service to others, more compassionate, loving, you know, kind and under understand um where as soon as you hit fourth density fifth dimension um there is no more polarity so most of the beings reside in fifth dimension or higher and so your experience of your galactic mother she's definitely in that higher vibration wow no matter, no matter what race she is yeah. okay yeah yeah um it's so fascinating. I know I'm going to have you on my show <laughs> soon uh, yes. to talk about cat and cat connection to aliens. Mm -hmm. Yes. 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 <laughs> um, there, there are going to be some fun stories about that. And um, one of my very good friends, April, who's been on the show a couple of times, she has really like, I, I can share it here because she's been on the show talking about this, but um and I'll share it again on your show because it's fun. But she's actually seen a cat coming out of a portal, like right in front of her. <laughs> and so she lives in Texas, too, in the Austin area. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm in Temple, Texas, if you're around there. <laughs> okay. so I might have to connect you guys. <laughs> she's, she's also a psychic. And so um, anyway, so they're all sorts of fun cat connections with the cosmos for sure um but yeah we'll save that so so besides meeting your galactic mother have you had any um any other kind of ufo or alien experiences that you remember because you did talk about your grandmother talking about that when you were young but do you have any memory or anything? yeah i mean she uh, there's a family cabin uh that my grandparents built uh, in Idaho. Uh, and if anyone's familiar with Idaho area, like Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, like oh, that kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not too far from there. Um, and so there was nothing going on, you know, 30 years ago in that area. Um, and at least in this part of, of, of Idaho and we would sit out on the deck of her cabin and, and she's, Oh, did you see that? <laughs> did you see that? You know, um, so she would see a lot of, of spacecraft. There are multiple reports in that area of Idaho of, uh, craft going in, in, into the mountains and behind the mountains and ducking in and, and out of spaces. 
Um, I have a cousin who was uh, in that area uh, at that same location who uh, has missing time. Um, So he's had that experience. My my dad has seen multiple um, spacecraft. Mm -hmm. He was on an airplane a couple weeks ago. And he, (laughs) I bought him a copy of a UFO magazine, like the History Channel put it out or something. So I bought it for him. And he's on the plane reading the magazine about UFOs. And he feels intuitively look out the window. (laughs) So he looks (laughs) out the window and he literally on camera films a UFO. My dad works in aviation, so he knows his aircraft. Yeah. And he films it and it's it's flying underneath the airplane. (laughs) And and it's yeah. one of those things, right? Like he has it on uh, on film, mm-hmm. but my dad also sees higher frequencies, right? So and he has a lot of experiences with uh, you know ghosts and seeing things just like I do. Yeah. So would the guy sitting next to him have seen it? Right. I don't know. Yeah, and that's that's a very interesting point because sometimes, yeah, there can be a craft right there, and if sometimes it's only meant for that person to see, or they have the ability to see into those higher dimensions where the other people around don't. But I, and I love that cameras, video cameras, they don't have any judgment. They don't have the filter that we do. And so they can pick up that movement even when our eyes can't necessarily see it. Yeah. Yeah. I shared a photo on Facebook a couple of weeks ago that my um, good friend's mom took off the lanai um, in Waikiki and it was 6 30 in the morning she was just taking a picture of what she thought was just the beautiful ocean view but when she went back through her pictures there is a full-on spacecraft hovering above the water it's giant and there was a boat in the water and surfers so there was scale to see like how big it was and but she didn't see it with her eyes it was just it showed up on her phone camera <laughs> <laughs> Well, in Hawaii is like a whole other story. I mean, yeah, you're you're blessed to be able to to live in that space. My grandmother, it was her favorite place in the whole world, the one I get my gifts from. Uh, and her very last trip I took her on was to Hawaii, and there's so yeah. much there. Uh, it's like every day, all day. <laughs> there, is. there is. So, with these gifts that you now have fully developed. What would you say is the most profound thing for you in your life of having these gifts that you've experienced? Oh, you know, there, there are a handful. I don't remember my sessions afterwards. Okay. Um, They're typically gone by the time I go to bed that night. There's not mine to keep, you know, but every once in a while I'll do a session that, that hits me so hard. Um, that the human part of me can't quite release it all the way, you know, and it's probably to keep me humble and keep me human. Right. Um, but like, I remember a woman I spoke to, these have been, you know, a while ago. Um, but her young son had just committed suicide and he was having a hard time figuring out what happened. Why? I mean, very young. Um, that one was, really hard. Um, there was another one that I did mediumship. It's usually the mediumship ones that stick with you. Um, a woman came in, found me on Instagram. Um, this was in Las Vegas 
And I didn't know her. And she said, oh, I want to connect with my friend who just died. Well, turns out he had just been killed a few days before at the one October shooting in Las Vegas. The concert. Oh, yeah. um, I cried the entire way home after that one. That one was, was really tough. Um, I think the last example I would use, um, there was a gentleman I did a session four years ago. Uh, his dad came through in spirit and showed me some of the things that he had done to his son and then apologized. And the dad on the other side is crying. The son is crying. And I mean, how can you not have a reaction to that? So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they were all three incredibly difficult, yet, in my opinion, I, I think very healing for the people that, that were involved in those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you're doing mediumship, is it always just past loved ones, or are there other beings like angels or galactics or other things that have ever come into the sessions? Yeah, I mean, animals come in. <laughs> Yeah, there's all kinds of stories with animals. Uh, yeah, they'll come in. Um, I would say in my experience for psychic readings, that's usually when I'll see more of the galactics. Okay. And they sound very high pitched. And mm -hmm. typically when they come in, it's so that I can help the person understand, the client understand that they're connected to these galactic beings and they're trying to help them. And so it's kind of like bridging the yeah. gap of the communication between them. Um, but they definitely come in. It, it's interesting. Angels feel very different. Their energy is almost like soft and cloudy, like a feather. Mm -hmm. um, galactics sound like kind of like light language, like it's just kind of like a high pitched uh, frequency. Um, Guides come in as a bit more practical. The energy feels a bit practical to me. Um, but yeah, it, you can start to feel the subtleties between uh, mm -hmm. the different beings when they come in. Okay. Well, and I love, yeah, how you're able to tease that apart. Yeah. So what's interesting is the, you know, the few kind of psychic medium sessions that I've had. I don't really have dead people coming to me. Or coming to my sessions <laughs> only only my husband's mother she shows up every time because she just i've never met her in person but she is always around and she just she wants to always tell me how much she loves me and how good i am for her son <laughs> oh i love that <laughs> but um you know, it's been it's been the galactics that it, that are coming in because they're like, okay, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a lot of um, dead relatives that were really impactful in my life, you know, or friends or anything. So maybe that's why. But yeah. Yeah, I find that clients tend to really like skew one way or the other. Like they either really want mediumship and to connect with somebody who's passed. Um, or most of my clients, I would say, really want psychic information. Like they want to look at their life, what they're supposed to do. And I think part of the reason why I do so much psychic work is because of what we're living in today and all of the changes that are happening and are about to happen. People are feeling a bit more on edge about money, about resources. And right. um, so they're a bit more concerned about what they're going to do. Yes. Um so it'll be interesting to see if that kind of stays the same or 
as we move through these next few years, do they want the comfort that people who have passed away can bring in? So be interesting to see how it shifts or if it does. Yeah. Well, and again, just to once again, plug the summit, because there are all sorts of predictions coming from a variety of people and modalities. So definitely sign up for the summit. You will not regret it. And okay, so it's we're coming to our end. But I just want you to share with people how you work with clients, like what kind of sessions do you do? And then um, how can they find you? Absolutely. Yeah. My, my website and uh, Instagram and Facebook, it's all spirit and spark all spelled out spirit and spark.com. Uh, yeah, I do 30, 60 uh, or 30, 45 and 60 minute sessions. Um, a lot of people usually ask like, well, how long should I do? I'd say if you've got like a handful of things you want to look at, I'd suggest a 45 or a 60 minute. It mm-hmm. tend to work pretty fast, but that gives us enough time to get through, you know, what you want to look at. Um, so yeah, that's all on the website. My calendar's on there so people can go on there and book directly. That's really easy. And then yeah, Instagram and Facebook, Spirit and Spark. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can do it. You do it over the internet. Yeah. I do it over Zoom video. Um, I mean, I like the in-person connection. I love sitting with somebody. Yeah. Um, but during the pandemic, I had to really, turn everything virtual because I couldn't have my storefront open. Right. And um, it it has opened up the world so much because I have clients now that are in Europe and Asia and and the energy is everywhere. Like you can read anyone anywhere. I don't even need to see them. When I first started, I only did sessions over the phone. Couldn't see somebody. That's how you know you got a good psychic if they're accurate and they can't see you. Yeah. because they're not reading your body language, your facial expression. Um, and then I also, for a time, somebody could like send in an email question. So you don't even have to like use your voice. You can send in a printed question and I can tune in and do it. So yeah. it's all energy. It is energy. I love it. I love it. Well, Delisa, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And um, the summit come out and then I'm going to be on your show in October. So I'll be posting that information as we come up to that. And so for those of you watching and listening, thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Aloha.